empowered by the Constitution, strengthened by the Bill of Rights, the American citizen was bestowed with the power and responsibility of civic engagement. Today, your voice is needed now more than ever, yet barriers stand in the way. How to start, where to begin, it can be confusing and overwhelming. We're here to help you take that leap, breaking down those barriers, providing you with the tools and knowledge to take on civics undaunted. Folks, I've been really excited to talk to our guest today, Mayor Lauren Garrett, the new mayor for the town of Hamden, Connecticut. I've known Lauren for years, and when I think about someone being engaged in their community, she's been on the ground doing the painstaking work of local government and citizen activism for years. There are many times when I would reach out and she was busy pouring through 10-year-old financial files to understand the trends and decisions of the town. All in all, she's an incredible badass, and with no further ado, Lauren, welcome to Civics Undaunted. Thank you, Patrick. I'm happy to be here. Excited to have you here. So we met many moons ago now, what is in reality like five years, but feels like 50, right? <laughs> it does. The last couple of months have felt like a couple of years themselves. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And what I love about your story is that you're just someone who decided to get involved and then it snowballed into now you are the mayor of a thriving city in Connecticut, which is super cool. So I wanted to start off and both ask for a little bit of just, you can tell me about that journey, but also what does civic engagement mean to you? Sure. So I'm a totally normal person. I grew up um, very normal. I don't have some crazy life experience that has driven me to become a public servant. Um, I have a weird degree in naval architecture and marine engineering, which is quite unrelated to governance. Um, and I just got involved in my community, saw that um, our town government wasn't working the way that I thought it should felt like I could do a better job and got to work. Um, now, the interesting part of the story is that I work incredibly hard. I am constantly um, putting effort into everything that I do, uh, making sure that I know as much as possible about a subject, um, that I go through the numbers and understand exactly what the town is doing, um, where our money is going, and then I also work really hard to communicate that out to people in a very clear and concise way um, so that people have an understanding of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And it also helps people to trust what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Um, so that's kind of a background on me. Um, and then you also asked about what civic engagement means to me. Um, and it really just means that I, um, I care about the town that I live in. I care about the people first and foremost, um, because it's the people who make up a town, not the structures, not the buildings, it's the people. So I care very much that the people of Hamden have a good town that works for them. And um, really, it's for civic engagement, it's, it's all about doing the work to show that you care about people. 
Um, if, if you truly care about people, you're ready to get to work for them. I love that. I love that because it breaks it down into something that isn't this, you know, big picture of, oh, public office or, you know, protesting. It's just caring about people. I, mm-hmm. I, I love that framing. So thank you so much. All right. So there you were many years ago. You're you're living in town, working, raising your family, you know, caring about issues big and small. And then you went to being in the thick of just a local revolution to make your town better and to solve some of those issues. Describe what was the experience and shift like to go from caring about the issues to actually doing the work of fixing them. Sure. So in order to actually be effective, if, if you want to, um, if you want to do things that help people, there are a bunch of different ways to do it. So in Hamden, we have many ways that you can get involved. You can join the PTA, you can, um, volunteer for your kids' schools. Um, you can really affect people's lives in, in some small ways and in some bigger ways, right? By making sure that kids have opportunities for field trips. We also have what's called uh, CERT, Community Emergency Response Team. Um, these are individuals who care a lot about Hamden and the community, and they will volunteer to no end. Um, they We recently had a really large fire that um, display 60 people in Hamden. And CERT was there to make sure that our firefighters um, were well taken care of. Um, CERT is always there when, uh, when we have big town events and um, to, to assist with parking, traffic, that kind of thing. So uh, they also um, have been at our food distributions. Um, it's another way that you can get involved at a local level and help your community. Um, now, I enjoy politics, so I, I definitely wanted to get involved in a political way. And there are a lot of different ways that you can um, get involved politically. Uh, we have a Democratic Town Committee in Hamden that, uh, in my uh, opinion, was uh, in need of some refreshing. Uh, it was an older crowd, more conservative and so I have done a lot of work organizing to um, bring some fresh people into the fold and uh, really focus on progressive politics and um, people who will do the work to help win elections, to get people in office, um, and put a good um, face on the Democratic Party to represent uh, the Democratic thought structure and work really well. So, um, so in that regard, I, uh, I did a lot of organizing to get more people onto the Democratic Town Committee. And what's great about that is it affects a lot more change. The Democratic Town Committee is able to, um, to elect people to represent uh, the Democratic ticket. So we have conventions where we nominate a Democratic candidate. And because Hamden is a very democratic town, it, it's really the way to get people into office. So um, by changing our democratic town committee, 
we have elected a very progressive slate of uh, legislative council, board of education, mayor, town clerk. Uh, but we've, we've also put together a platform for our Democratic Town Committee, uh, a municipal platform that really uh, guides the way that we, uh, we believe people should uh, comport themselves, the way people should design um, their administration, what our focus should be, the issues that we care about. So uh, we've really been busy on the Democratic Town Committee, and then it has given us this opportunity to have a really well-shaped Legislative Council, Board of Education, and uh, town administration that cares about equity, that cares about honesty and transparency. So it's, it's taken years to do all of this work, but it's put us in this position where we've changed our town leadership in a really striking way. Yeah, that's, I love how it was starting so small, right? The, with the Democratic Town Committee and then just laying out that that vision. And I think, you know, from what you're saying, the, what I pull out of it is that the difference between caring and doing is that kind of plan, right? Yeah. You actually have the plan and, and you start to execute on it, which... I'm sure can be very daunting. Um, it was for me when I first started getting involved in this work. What did that feel like when you first decided to take action and to, to get involved trying to bring new voices to the Democratic Town Committee? Well, I don't think that I, when I first got onto the Democratic Town Committee, I don't think that I had a full idea of what I was getting myself into and what the plan was going to shape out to be. Um, this was six years ago that I got on the Democratic Town Committee, and I um, I was afraid to speak in public. I um, was shy, and there's not a chance that six years ago I would have ever thought of running for mayor. So it really took a lot of um, work outside of my comfort zone and um, slowly getting more and more involved. And with that came um, confidence and bravery um, and a lot of friends and connections and, um, I think that you don't really know what you're capable of until you start to do it. And so really it's just about uh, doing, doing the work and caring to do more. You keep highlighting on, and, and I'm not surprised at all knowing you, the, the fact that it wasn't just you. And that kind of leads me into another thing I wanted to touch on because the old adage says it takes a village. And, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good cliche when it fits. So I've seen you do the work. I know you're a tremendous relationship builder and movement builder. And how do you go around building those relationships? And how does that factor into the civic engagement? Because you have a, a bunch of different stages where you need to build relationships, where you leverage prior relationships to 
to help keep moving the ball forward. Right. So what's really great about the work that I've done, um, it's, it's always been about a team. Um, getting involved in the Democratic Town Committee, it's a 63-member committee. And so you have to work with other people. You have to bring more people into the fold. Um, and so what I did over the last year was really build a team of legislative council members and board of education, um, administration. So getting all of these people involved, giving them responsibility, giving them um Getting, giving them attention and getting them noticed and helping them build themselves just as much as I was building up myself uh, really is what helped drive the team mantra. And the, the team was just this driving force for the entire election. So everything that we did, every piece of literature, every event that we held was all about making sure that the entire team was recognized and highlighted because you cannot do any of this work alone. It, it, it's exhausting um, having a team with me and doing the work. It is impossible to do this work alone. So I am really grateful that I have built those relationships because those relationships continue to help me in the work that I do. Uh, everything that we do in Hamden has to have the support of the Legislative Council or the Board of Education. And so making sure that we have those relationships to stand on, it means that we, we trust each other. It means that we have shared values, shared vision, and we can move things forward. So um, I, I think that part of getting involved in politics, part of the work that you do, if you want to be a leader in your community, you can't lead alone. You have to lead with a team. If you want to affect any change, you have to have a team with you. So organizing is important team building is equally important that was powerful uh i like i really really like that framing of you can't lead alone and one of the things i know you brought me into your team fold early on i think the earliest memory might be a rain canvas for the ninth district i don't quite remember but that was definitely early days i remember being in the building and seeing you come in in your full uh lake michigan rain weather outfit <laughs> so that would have been in 2017 yeah and then had me help out as your treasurer for a campaign and you know all that is because you know you built relationships which then translated into a community and how do you go about you know maybe it's unintentional maybe it's intentional but taking those individual relationships that you build and we build and making it into a community because like i said it takes a village it does so 
I like to work with people that I enjoy being around, people who work hard, people who um, have that same vision and values. Um, and the we spend so much time on campaigns um, and kind of living through this life of politics that you have to enjoy the people that you're around. Otherwise, it's miserable. <laughs> so, um, so I've always tried to uh, really reach out to the people who I know work hard and I know I enjoy being around just because um, I think that it helps with that team building. Um, you, you can't really build a team with people you don't respect. So you really have to find the people who you respect and trust, um, particularly when it comes to politics, because um, there's so much of your integrity that goes into all of this work. If you want the community to trust you, you have to be able to have a team where everybody trusts each other and all of that trust goes out into the community. So I think it's really important to have good relationships with the people that you work with. Um, this isn't just about, you know, um, making sure that a project gets done. It's making sure that the project gets done with integrity, that it gets done with transparency and trust. Yeah, for sure. We've all experienced that late night on last fumes. And if you don't like the people you're with, it makes those 11 o'clock <laughs> working sessions a lot tougher. Um, sure. So we've talked a lot about how we kind of saw your journey from building a going from nothing to this community and team of change. What would you say to someone who wants to get involved and there is this community that already exists? What's the best way for people to find and kind of enmesh themselves with that community? Cause they want to be part of the movement. So I, I think that, you know, when, from a campaign standpoint, we're always looking for mm -hmm. volunteers. So the easiest way to get involved with a team is to um, come out, support the team, start volunteering. And um, we're, we're always trying to build. So it's, it's more about making yourself known because we need, if, if you're not building, you're standing still. And you can't win if you keep standing still. So we are constantly trying to bring in more people. And um, I, you know, all I can say is that we're open. We are we're trying to build, and um, we just want people who um, work hard, care, and uh, share the vision. So for anybody listening, don't be afraid. Reach out. I, exactly. We're always looking for and welcoming people who want to get involved. So we've discussed door knocking a few times in some other episodes, and I know you are someone who's gone through more than a couple pairs of shoes knocking on 
doors first for other people and then of course for yourself what was the inspiration that made you take that leap into running for public office because you said earlier that six years ago you didn't think that would ever be you right um so i started going to council meetings um community meetings and uh paying attention to what was on the agenda, reading through um, the documents. And I didn't think that um, council members who were there at the time were asking the right questions. And I didn't think that what they were voting on um, had enough supporting evidence that they were doing the right thing. Um, I also noticed that most of the community had no idea what was going on um, with our town government. And, you know, they were making decisions that were going to affect our taxpayers and our community for years to come. So I thought that it was important to, first of all, know more, communicate what was going on, and then... um, get more involved. So I decided that, as I said, um, I didn't think that the people who were making the decisions were making the right ones and I could do better. So I decided to run for council. And um, I got the support of the Democratic Town Committee, which at the time was pretty conservative and they were willing to have some new voices Um, but I don't think that they fully understood what they were getting. (laughs) Um, so they supported me getting, uh, on the ballot and I won, uh, as a council member at large, which just means that I represent the entire town rather than just a district. And, uh, I spent two years on the council. Um, And what I found was that the information that was coming from the administration wasn't what it should have been. Um, You could tell that there was a real obfuscation of um, the information um, that you weren't getting the full picture, um, particularly when it came to our finances and our debt. Uh, So I decided that it was important to me to... um, to change that situation. I ran for mayor. Uh, I lost. Um, And then I kept working. I kept informing the public about um, what they needed to know when it came to our finances. And by, um, by continuing to work and continuing to keep people informed, I built, I built more relationships with the general public and I believe that's what um, allowed me to win the next time. Thank you for for sharing that. And what what stuck out to me was that, and correct me if I'm, I'm pulling the wrong thread, but the community not knowing was really one of the motivating factors for you. And I think that's something so important highlight especially as you know i reflect back on all the change 
that occurs is the fact that it starts with knowing what's going on and what's not going on. And that's one of the things I want to highlight to everybody listening is to plug in because there are people like you in every single town who are going to those meetings and talking about it. And so you can find the information. Right. Yep. So what advice would Mayor Garrett tell Citizen Garrett uh, as she began this journey of public service? Um, be patient. Keep working. Um, I, I, you know, I've had a, a really... Um, I, th- I think that while I probably wasn't patient at the time, <laughs> I, I stuck to it. Um, I would also say, you know, like, just keep your head down. Don't worry about the people who have negative things to say. It's going to be all right. Um, it's, you can get through this. You're stronger than their negativity. Um, I would, I would say be brave, keep working at it. Um, I, I really, uh, there, there were a couple things that I wanted to run for early on. I wanted to be on the board of education. I remember standing up in front of the democratic town committee to ask them for their support. Cause, um, there was, there was a previous member of the board who had resigned. And so there was an open position and, um, I was, terrified speaking in front of a room of, I think it was like probably 60 people. I was absolutely terrified. Um, you know, I'm shaking the entire time and I got through it and, you know, I, I probably didn't do a good job cause you know, you could tell that I was just terrified. Um, but I kept doing it. I kept getting out of my comfort zone and, um, And I'm at this point now where uh, I'll have an interview, you know, with the news or, you know, a reporter um, and it's fine. You know, I I don't even think about it. Um, I still don't really like speaking in front of big rooms full of people, but uh, you can't really tell. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I, I still have to work at it. I still have to bring a sense of calmness with me, particularly when there are people directly in front of me and, um, you know, it's more than just a small group. Um, but I think by continuing to work outside of my comfort zone, I've, um, I've been able to get better. And really that's what anybody in any field has to work for, um, work towards keep working outside of your comfort zone, because if you keep doing the things that make you comfortable, it doesn't help you to grow. Growth comes with working outside of so your comfort zone. Very, very true. And I'll add to that that once you stretch your comfort zone, it stays stretched, right? You can never be that it terrified does. person talking to sixty people for the board of ed again, right? You can still be afraid about talking, right? But now it's six hundred people instead of sixty, right? Like <laughs> so. Yeah. You won your second term or your second run for mayor and you started and had your first full day about what, two months ago now. What did that first full day in town hall feel like? 
it felt amazing. Um, yeah, I walked into the office, which needed a lot of work. Um, it was messy and um, just stacks of papers that didn't really belong together all over the place. Um, but we really had to get started right away. So um, we were in meetings all day long um, and you know, barely had time for lunch. Um, and then that night we had a council meeting. So as, um, so the council meeting is to elect leadership for the council. So as the meeting is starting, I was uh, going through stacks of paper, trying to organize um, and clean up the office. And it was, it was a long day. We were there at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and stayed until um, probably 8.30 at night. Um, but just trying to get settled and, um, and get through all of the meetings of the day. Um, what I noticed very quickly was that uh, people were excited to have somebody in the office. Uh, the previous mayor um, didn't have a regular work schedule. So frequently not in the building. Um, and there were people who would come into my office and say, wow, I've never been in here before, which is absolutely striking because it should be a place where people are able to have a small meeting. It's, it's the mayor's office. It's, um, it's, it's a public office. So people should be in that office. And um, and just department heads, people in the building were happy that I was there, happy that um, decisions were being made, happy that um, they were being heard. Um, had so many meetings before uh, the inauguration where um, different department heads would come to me to talk about what was going on in their department. And a few of them just said, I feel so much better getting that off my chest because they hadn't ever been heard by the previous administration. So um, I, I guess what was most amazing about the first few days was um, really building the team and um, building relationships with really great people. We have a lot of really good employees in the town of Hamden who have just been waiting for some leadership and waiting to be able to do some work. So um, it was exciting to be able to help them do the work that they've been wanting to do. It makes me so happy to hear that, you know, knowing and in full transparency to everybody. I was heavily involved in everything that Lauren's been talking about today in terms of DTC doing the work on the ground and just to see and hear about that shift that first day. So great. So thank you for everything you did to, to get there. And you touched on something that has actually made it into the papers on the small and big changes you are working to implement, such as making the mayor's office more accessible and moving around furniture and cubicles, I believe. And then more recently, I saw one on the work to brand Hamden 
to make it more attractive to residents, businesses, etc. How is it that those little changes, like reorganizing furniture, can make such a large impact? Uh, so the the administrative assistant sits at a desk near the front door, and then there were these cubicle dividers um, that had kind of like a, a little waiting area cordoned off from some um, some desks that were frequently used by interns or um, some other employees. But these desks were just really covered with boxes and boxes of newspapers and other papers and not really used. But the um, cubicle dividers created this little maze through the mayor's office, which wasn't ADA compliant. It was pretty narrow and just kind of set up this, you know, maze to get to the back where the mayor's office is. And I didn't think that it was welcoming at all to have all of these barriers to the mayor's office when people are coming in to meet with us. So we took down all of the, um, the temporary walls and um, put up some paint uh, to freshen it up a little bit. And, um, and that allowed us to really brighten it up in there. Um, we cleaned up a lot of the boxes of documents and um, it really has improved the mood and um, the access to the mayor's office. Um, so now people come back and have little conversations with me. Um, sometimes you just need to have a quick little conversation to, um, to make sure that everybody's on the same page and to um, get moving forward. So it's really helped the day-to-day um, accomplishments so that, uh, you know, we can, we can keep moving forward and get work done. Um, frequently, I'll have to sign something really quickly so that uh, stuff can get processed. And, um, you know, people have said, oh, my gosh, it's so much easier. I just get a signature and it's done. Um, you know, there was a, a grant that, um, that needed a, the mayor's signature before I came into office. And there was a concern that the signature, um, you know, get, just getting that signature was going to be such a problem that we wouldn't get funding. Um, so after several weeks of not being able to get that signature, the department head called up the state of Connecticut and said, I'm really having a hard time getting the mayor's signature. And they said, we understand the complexities, the realities in Hamden. Don't worry about that signature. And we still got the grant. And that is absolutely terrible that even the state of Connecticut knew how messed up it was. So um, I'll have to say that uh, people are really happy that they can just get you know, what they're working on processed so that we don't have this delay in actually helping people. Um, so, you know, opening up the office has really meant a lot to me because I want to be accessible to the public. I want to be accessible to the department heads because we're all working together. 
Um, the other thing that has been important to me is um, making sure that we're all on the same page. Sometimes there are issues that come up that um, really need uh, multi-departmental action. And so when we see that kind of stuff, I, I bring people in, um, you know, any any department that is affected by something um, will have a, a small meeting um, and make sure that each department is doing what they need to do as part of a larger plan. And that has really helped to make other um, people who are involved in actions feel confident in what they need to do, know that they are all working together, all on the same page. And it's, it's been really great to be able to collaborate in that way um, with department heads and, and other town employees. That's really striking that the, the closed offness of, like, it, it just feels like a metaphor, right? That office felt closed off and it trickled all the way up to the state capitol. You know, it's, so thank you for, opening everything up. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, after a couple of days, uh, the um, personnel director stopped me in the hallway um, as I was walking into the building, you know, before 830 in the morning. And um, she told me that one of the other employees asked her, you know, does the mayor understand that she doesn't have to use the front entrance? And she said, you know, I think she likes using the front entrance because there are, you know, side entrances um, where you don't have to walk in with other town employees. But I, I like that people see that I'm in the building, um, that they know that I'm working hard um, because I think it helps morale and I think it helps to create an environment where other people want to do the work too. A thousand percent agree with you there knowing that the person at the head of the table is showing up helps everybody else show up too. With everything you've touched in terms of local and state democracy and running for office, what have you learned over the last six years about democracy through that work? Uh, well, I think democracy is only as good as... Um, the people who are doing the work. So, you know, we have to make sure that the people who are um, representing the people look like the people. We have to make sure that the people who are representing uh, our population are, are not um, coming at it from... You know, when you look at a bell curve, you want your represent, representation to model, um, you know, the, the average more than um, people at the far ends. Um, and, and I'm certainly not talking about in terms of where you fall on the political spectrum. I'm more talking about where you fall in terms of... Um, life experience, um, you know, what, what you would think of as your, your average person. The average person should be able to run for office because they represent a big swath of people rather than um, 
you know, somebody who is um, super rich. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's hard to um, represent your average person when you don't have average life experience. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I think you hit right on the head part of why I'm doing this whole podcast and and the little movement I'm trying to build is to get more, you know, average citizens involved because their voice is missing and, you know, the data shows how much they're just disillusioned, right, with politics and not understanding what government actually does and you, know, you and I have both been in meetings for planning and zoning commissions that directly affect people's lives and how they get housing. Like that happens in yeah. your, your city. So I, I'm so happy that you're there getting those voices heard and hopefully long-term we'll get more of those people to come into the, the community that you've worked so hard to build. With all of that said, what gives you the motivation to keep going and doing this grueling work? Because as you said, you're working 12-hour days to, to right the ship. Not every day, but a lot of times. Um, you know, we have so much work to do um, that I, I have to keep going. Um, I don't like leaving things unfinished. So it's really hard to stop the day and go home because I'm constantly trying to make sure that I, you know, I've answered all my emails, that I've answered all the phone calls and um, that, you, you know, obviously there's more to do the next day, but I, I don't like leaving things unfinished. So um, I, I'm motivated by making sure that I'm helping people and I'm motivated by um, improving um, our, our, the day-to-day -day lives of people and that I'm improving our finances and that I'm um, making Hamden better off than when I first got there. Um, I, I absolutely love what I'm doing. I love being able to go into the government center every day and um, and help make Hamden better. It is um, it is so invigorating and fulfilling to do this work. So um, it, it's it's not really about motivation. It's it's what I have to do. Um, I I can't imagine doing anything else. Well, I for one absolutely love that you're there doing the work i'm so excited for everything you have accomplished you will accomplish um you're an inspiration to me daily and our final question is what's one thing a listener can do today to get engaged in their community i would say just go to a meeting uh, if, if you are not um, already part of the political crowd, go to a, um, a council meeting or board of alders or um, however your municipality is governed, 
go to a meeting and introduce yourself to one person. Um, I, I think that, you know, what we see at meetings, if, if you're at all interested, it'll keep you going. It'll keep you coming back for more. Um, it, you know, municipal politics touches every part of your daily life. Um, these are your roads, your schools, um, your community center, um, the taxes that you pay, um, you know, year twice a year. Um, this is, this is everything in front of you. Um, and if, if it's going great, then be part of it. If it's not going so great, be part of making it better. Mm. That was good. That's a great place to end it. Mayor Lauren Garrett, thank you so much for your time today and Civics Undaunted. I enjoyed this conversation very much and good luck with the rest of your work there in Hamden. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Civics Undaunted podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you please head on over to podchaser.com and leave a rating or review? These ratings make a big difference and really help get our podcast noticed. So we much appreciate if you could go on over there. Civics Undaunted is a production of the Civics Institute, and it is produced and edited by Katie Kacharski. Please visit www.thecivicsinstitute.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.